1: Welcome back, ladies and gents, to Talk or Go Home. It wasn't the, a sound test or a uh, delay from a
0: live radio feed.
1: The uh, the what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as you can hear, that is Clint Thompson. Welcome back, Clint, to the show. You were absent last episode, but before we get to that, yep. I want to introduce the, our guest who we've got sitting to our left, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Hammy. That's right. Otherwise known as Jonathan Hamilton. Yep. That that, that would be me. Otherwise
0: known as, because no one knows him as that.
1: Yeah, nobody. I I forgot your name, your <laughs> real name the other day.
2: I, I'm pretty sure that we went to school people who still don't know my real name.
1: <laughs> that guy, yeah, his name was Hammy. Yeah. We know Hammy. We don't know Jonathan. Yeah, who's that? Is it weird when somebody calls you Jonathan? Oh, uh, yeah. Or John? Uh,
2: if, if they're outside my family or church
1: yeah
0: yeah it's, yeah. It's nobody in your immediate family calls you hammy like i remember going to your house and and may's coming in and just looking at your mom and saying where's hammy she goes yeah hammy's in his room back there in the back like she, she knows it but obviously she doesn't call you hammy right but she knows it so it's just and then, second uh, nature
2: almost and then my cousins that are close to my age trent and yeah everyone they, they know me as hammy but they still call me john I mean that's they grew up. John, so they call yeah. you uh,
1: it's not Jonathan, it's John. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's welcome back. So you were actually on season one of the show. I was. You were on season one. Great episode by the way. We've been trying to get him back ever since. Well, and we've got him back now. And actually David Murphy wanted uh me to tell both of y'all that he enjoyed that episode. He went back and he's listened to every episode and he and he well, I think almost every episode. But he enjoyed he enjoyed that one. All so, right. Yeah. So, cool. shout out to David Murphy. And Sp- speaking of Speaking of David Murphy, uh I'm going to yield my time. Yeah, mute these mics cuz this is going to be a minute. I'm going to yield my And David Murphy, I know you're going to listen to this. <laughs> so, Clint, with that in mind, do your thing. So, I listened to the episode. It was a really great
0: episode. I, l- I loved hearing old uh Coach Murphy stories. So, I have a little bit of an issue with with some things that he said. First of all, I'm a very responsible adult. I was very responsible in high school. I could very well <laughs> drive a bus if I needed to. Yeah.
1: For context, for those that didn't listen to the previous episode, right. David Murphy is a bus driver and said that he would not trust you with driving a bus. Right, but he would <laughs> trust Brandon.
0: He would trust Brandon, He would yes. trust Brandon, but not trust me. So, in my craziness, I'm still very responsible. Like, people don't understand that. You're
1: like Loki. You're chaotic good. Yeah. There you go. And, and Hamer, I, Hamer, there's that a method shuckling. to your madness. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh, the second thing, uh, the, one of the stories that Coach Murphy completely left out was we had uh, some girls that were in home ec class cook Coach Murphy a waffle one time. Oh, no. Took it to his class, and he just basically said, I don't want it, and pushed him out the door. So as he was getting ready to shut the door, they took the waffle and threw it in the classroom. It landed on the floor. And everybody's dying laughing because, ha ha! Coach Murphy kicked these girls out. They threw a waffle on his floor. So from about three rows deep, I get up, walk up, and get the waffle and eat it off the floor and sit back down in his class. I don't know if he'll remember that story, but that honestly, maybe I I can (laughs) confirm it. I was there. (laughs) Maybe that's why he didn't. He doesn't trust you to drive a bus. But again, it's it's controlled chaos. How was that
2: floor waffle?
1: Uh, A little gritty. (laughs) <laughs> was it? Did it have some grit to it? I, I don't remember. I just ate it. It was funny. You've, You've also eaten nachos that were a day old underneath football bleachers. Have, yes. I have. With
2: ants. The, that and is it. dangerous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know whose they were. Yeah. Uh, they, N- nobody from,
0: from around here. I will also say, and this is not necessarily Coach Murphy-centric here, but I'll also say there may or may not be old Spanish videos floating around here. with. Uh, Lee? With Miss Lee, with uh, Clint getting hit over the head with objects. I remember you telling me about this video. Uh, I've seen these. And uh, there's another one, I think it was a, a Bayer Aspirin commercial, Spanish commercial we did with Justin Williams. And I got choke slammed onto
1: thumbtacks. See, I need to... Justin needs to come onto the show so that Absolute, I can confirm yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, there's no confirmation. There's video evidence. If we could get that video... <laughs>
0: I don't know who would have it. I don't even know how to well, get Well, so
1: there you go. So we know it exists, but it's not out there, so we need personal confirmation from Justin. I
0: think he may have it.
1: He might have the video. I, uh, I don't know. If Justin's got the video, we gotta got to have he's Justin got his on. Video. I don't think he's got our video. I've
2: seen them after high school. Really? I don't remember where, but I have seen them if after. We all that.
0: have to digitize that.
1: If you're wondering what videos we're talking about and who we're talking about we're talking about justin williams who went to school with clint and hammy and justin if you want to listen to justin justin actually is he, he appears several times on y'all's podcast correct I uh, just once just, just, just once, once. Yeah. Okay. but his his music is there every episode yep. Yep. yes he he's the guy that the, 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 he yeah he composed wrote composed and performed y'all's theme for the show. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ham and Spam Retro, or Hammond Spam's Retro Review. Right. Which you can go and listen to on all podcast platforms out there. Cheap plug, yes. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean. <laughs> and I highly recommend it. I've yet to be on. I have not, have I been on the, I have not been on the podcast. No, I, I,
0: we've tried, we've tried. And we've we've got you scheduled for a movie watch along or perhaps
1: a movie review. Yeah, it's just our schedules never worked right.
0: out. Our schedules haven't worked out. And it was just by the, the sheer luck that we were able to do this tonight. Yeah. Um, I had came to the school to help to help record. Yeah. You and I got to talking. And then said, we hey. actually had a production meeting about other things, Right, and then we got caught up in that. And then my wife calls me and says, hey, we're going to go to a uh, uh, Mexican restaurant. Do you want to go? I said, yeah, sure. Is it okay if Nick comes? And she's like, yeah, sure. So then Hammy texts me and said, hey, we've got to record for our podcast. I said, well, maybe we can do that afterwards. What are you doing now? He said, nothing. I said, well, let's go get Mexican food. So we all ended up together. And then I said, hey, do not you just come and record with Talk or Go Home tonight too? He said, "Okay, sure. Why not?" So, all right,
1: and that's all how right, we so, ended up here.
0: Yeah. Um, so rebuttal, I guess, pretty much complete. Uh, I really wish I was here for that a- that episode though. That I was, wish that you could have been fun here too. Episode. Carrie yeah. said she listened to it a couple of days ago. said she was dying laughing.
1: Yeah, and 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 what I cannot, y'all know this, but what I cannot stress to our audience enough is that he has stories. That he can't tell. That he can't tell for legal reasons. (laughs) That if he told, would have you rolling on the floor just dying. Oh, yeah. So. He
0: was absolutely hilarious. I I loved him. Yes. Uh, He still is. I I, I imagine so. I did not get paddled by Coach Murphy. Yeah. Um, I do remember uh, Alex, one of our good buddies, Alex, he told me that there was a time that there was a – about three of them got in trouble in class one day so he told them all to go out in the hall carried his paddle out there and said he that he hit the end of his shoe made it sound like he was whipping them and said make it make it look like it hurt and go back inside <laughs> no way <laughs> yeah. now Alex so, so, now,
1: Alex has been on the show right he's oh, been yeah. on our show yeah, yeah several times. times yeah a yeah. couple yeah. times yeah. yeah I know I've listened to at least one episode with him on yeah he never our... never met Alex 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 doesn't live around here, but I know he's been on the show.
0: He he, he was on our uh, uh, Watch Along with Jim Cotta. Yeah, he's on our Watch Along with Jim Cotta. He's been on several episodes, but really there when we had the bonus episodes because of the social distancing stuff. So, And we didn't really have content because we were social distancing. That's more or less what the social distancing episodes were, was we couldn't play together play the games together for reviews so we just did episodes and i love those episodes. episodes really yeah i've heard that a lot um where you know the episodes where if we go game centric and then turn around <laughs> and <laughs> the you can just
1: cut on <laughs> the yeah we live in a we we record in a dungeon yeah.
0: uh yeah if, if it's game centric and then we talk around it that people enjoy the talking more, but at the same time, we've got to pull people in with 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 our little the topic. Topic,
1: yeah. yeah. Now I love Hammy. I love listening to you talk. I love listening <coughs> really? to you. Yes. So like, do it more. So, so so he'll he'll get on a roll, and then he'll finish his thought, and you'll come back with like a four word sting that that's just hilarious. <laughs> like, like you're just boom in and out, done. Funny out. Peace out. Um, move on to the next topic. He talks for like three minutes. Boom, Hammy sting. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 awesome. So I'm, you're saying I'm, I talk too
0: much and Hammy doesn't talk enough?
1: I, no, I think it works. Okay. I think it, because because then there are things that Hammy talks about that I really now that,
0: that welcome bur- to the Ham and Spam being critiqued podcast.
1: No, 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 no. Because there's <laughs> something that I've that I like. There was an episode where I wish I could have been on to talk like that episode with david right that you wish you right. had been on the last episode i wish i had been on the episode that, the mandalorian that, the mandalorian episode yeah. oh yeah yeah i wish i had been on that if you if you haven't checked it out guys go check out that episode that they did on the mandalorian uh spoiler probably going to be let out oh 100 so, oh yeah so if you haven't seen it stop listening to this go Alex watch was on it on that one too yeah he was exactly yeah so My question for you is, and y'all talked about it a little bit, I think, but I don't think y'all really got into it. How do you feel about Rogue One, a Star Wars story? I thought it was great. I did too. Okay, I really did like. Okay, more important question: Why?
2: I think because it kind of bucked the trend. All the heroes didn't make it. Uh, it, Yeah. It felt like a actual original Star Wars movie, right? And, and, and that's what I, what I
0: was going to say. It, it felt like a more of an original Star Wars movie, and the the, the thing that you said in that episode that really made you know th- this quote unquote a Star Wars movie and this not a Star Wars movie. They did everything right with that one. There was mm-hmm. loss, there was pain, there was suffering, uh, there was triumph, there was you know false hope. There's a really really cool scene with Darth Vader.
2: Yeah, well, you see the characters struggle, you know, right. and and you know their mission, and they're giving it their all, and you see some growth with the yeah. character, or uh, with the characters, and at the end, even though they lose their lives, they succeed in their mission. Right. And so you're rooting for them.
1: But there's real sacrifice there. Exactly. Now, what's interesting about that movie is, I know Gareth Edwards, who was the director, they went through, that movie was written... I'm not going to say completely differently than how it turned out, but it was almost a very different movie than what we saw. I think they actually spent like 2 months reshooting stuff because halfway through they're like, "No, no, 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 we don't like this. We're going to change this." Da, 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 da. The the fact that, you know, you're obviously you have criteria for what makes not only a good Star Wars movie but just a good movie in general. Right. Obviously one of that one of those things is sacrifice, true sacrifice and growth by your protagonists, mm-hmm. every all of them die in that movie. So obviously, <laughs> there's true sacrifice there. But also, I think you see, you know, them really come to terms with who they were mm-hmm. and try to become better based off of what they had been, um, or change in some sort of way.
0: Right. There's usually a shortcoming somewhere or something, some kind of character flaw that they somehow correct in a way or try to work on i mean think about han solo back in the day han solo was you know all about himself but by the end of the first movie he was about others and the rebellion you know he came back after everybody thought he had left and you know he was kind of the the hero before the hero you know before
1: luke and, you know, actually blew up the death star and i don't i don't really think he was supposed to come back after he was frozen in the in the uh, carbonite I think I, I think I've read somewhere that you know his line, "I love you," and yeah, I know I know was improvised on the spot because that Harrison was. Ford th- that thought was. that that would have been what Han would have said in sure. that moment. Yeah, it was perfect for his character. Um, which just by the way, that just goes to show you that it's not always the director or the writers that right. know what's best for the character. Uh, usually the person that's playing the character knows what's best. But anyway, uh, well, It depends on how much into books. character they are. Yeah.
0: You know, if they if if somebody has really bought into the character, uh, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. You know, I know you love you, you really love that movie. Um The Dark Knight's probably my favorite movie of all time. Um trying to think. What is what is the uh the Tropic Thunder? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. You yeah. know he's playing the guy that's gone too far into it, <laughs> yeah. and it's just kind of funny. But that you know, actor, at yeah. the at the same time, you kind of need that guy that that really takes that character to heart. Um, Christian Bale he's he's done that uh, several times with several yeah. different characters as oh, well. Oh, what's,
2: what's that actor that was in uh, uh, Gangs of New York?
1: Leonardo um, uh No, uh, no,
2: played the bad guy. I played butcher. There, and Bill. there will be blood. Leonardo Gangs of
1: yeah. New York. Um, what else has he been? on? Lincoln. He played oh, Lincoln. Yes.
2: He, he really gets into his characters.
1: He he gets so into character, it takes him months to get out of yeah, character.
2: Uh, he has to unwind from it. Yeah,
1: he he's actually in character. He goes complete method. He's in character the whole time he shoots. In between scenes, at night, he's in character the whole time.
2: Oh, yeah. But by gosh, is it paying Daniel dividends?
1: Day-Lewis. That's it. Yep. Daniel yep. Day-Lewis. It pays in
2: dividends for the end product. Uh, oh
1: yeah. I mean he's won tons of awards, multiple Academy Awards, uh, all kinds of stuff. But but back to what I was saying about Han and Carbonite, I think what that with that the fact that they actually brought him back and, and worked in his unfreezing into the story, I think speaks to how different things can turn out, but how it turns out is is how it turns out and that's how we're gonna remember it. Right. Yeah. The rise of Skywalker. I, I, I rewatched that. So, so I teach a. <laughs> He's twitching. I teach a film class, yeah. here, and we've looked at storytelling, and, and the art of storytelling. And I feel like the perfect franchise to do that is the Star Wars universe. Is the Star Wars franchise because you get everything that you need. You you get you, you can see really good storytelling. You can see what needs to happen. What needs to be in do- be done, but obviously you get to see what shouldn't be done, <laughs> yeah. where you can get lost. <laughs> but here's the thing: I, you know, and a lot of people make fun of the prequels. Um, I like the prequels. <sighs> it's easy to make fun of the prequels because they get very p- involved in the politics, and then and and then in the in the uh, the cheesy corniness. Oh gosh, yeah. uh, uh, of it, especially with Jar Jar. But then. And sand, but but then and so there's a lot to unpack there in terms of what not to do. I think they do get some things right.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: then you get to the most recent trilogy of movies, and well, the sequel. The I guess you would call them the sequel film, the sequel yeah. trilogy. They do a lot of things good, I think, uh, or well. They do a lot of things well, but story wise, I'm sort of in agreement with you it's hard for me to buy in because there is it shows very 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 premature attempts at true development and growth but I just it just doesn't sell it for me like the story just doesn't sell it for me
0: well that's what made the prequels so good I thought was the end product of the story was already written you already knew what happened so and maybe that's why some people kind of whiffed at some of this was well you know that guy's gonna be darth vader and he's gonna end up doing this and he's gonna end up doing this it's hard to play a character that you already know the outcome of that's why i'm not real huge on you know prequel video games prequel movies things like that is because you already know the outcome so anytime anybody's put in you know this Live or die, you know, flight or, or uh, fight or flight situations. You already know that they're going to survive, just in the standpoint of the movies have already told you that they're going to survive. So, you know, that's what I don't understand why they put those kind of things in in those kind of movies. But
1: well, and, and but see, they there, you don't do that with a prequel, right? You don't do that. You don't put your characters into a situation where they're a death situation you don't because obviously you know that they're not going to die what you do is you put them into situations no matter how dangerous or 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 safe they are that just show how the character got from point a to point b because that's why you're watching the prequel in the first place right
2: right and you're you're seeing how how darth vader you know the moral decisions he had to make what happened yeah for him to get there and that kind of goes to you know us being history majors i mean we know yeah what happened uh i mean we're Here in the future, but going back and actually looking and seeing why things happened, right? It's the why, fascinating. The how, so fascinating. The how and the why. I mean, one of one of the best books I've ever read was about World War One or the build-up to. It's called "The Guns of August."
1: Yes, absolutely. Is that not amazing? It is one. Okay, so I had to read that for a class one time, uh, a World Wars class that I took at Auburn. And it was one of those books that just knocked me in the mouth. I was so surprised at how good it was.
2: See, that was one I couldn't put
1: down. That it was, was. It was so good. Really, really good. Highly recommend.
2: And it is fascinating to see how many weird events just kind of happened, or coincidences, even. Yeah. Or maybe it was fate that just lined up to lead up to everything, even before Princip killed uh, mm-hmm. F- uh, Ferdinand. Yeah. So it's it's yeah it's incredible.
1: And. So we're 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 studying right now in uh, in a push the build up to the Great Depression. Yeah, man, and and every time I explain that, it's I like forget how uh, we. Yeah, we just got done with the Gilded Age. Okay, and so um, we're in. We're, we're talking. Uh, H- Hoover has just gotten elected, so we're right on the precipice of, you know, October twenty ninth, nineteen twenty nine. So it's it's been it's been interesting to look at uh what caused the world's worst economic depression um but so i feel far. like i feel yeah so far <laughs> i feel like when you look at story it's really really and and what you mentioned about prequels you know where you're going i think in the sequels there was a lot more at stake here. Because we had no idea where we were going. They had no idea where they were going. And <laughs> well, I have a theory,
0: by the way. Well, the only thing they knew where they were going is they were going to make episode four into episode seven, and that's
1: literally what they did. The episode eight, when... Oh, what is his name? Ryan? Oh, uh, the director. And writer, oh, uh, uh, Ryan, uh... Ryan Johnson? Yeah, Ryan Johnson. When Ryan Johnson took over for J.J. Abrams... Mm-hmm. I feel like there was a huge creative distancing Mm -hmm. from what J.J. had established with The Force Awakens in The Last Jedi. Absolutely. And I feel like Kathleen Kennedy put faith in Ryan, thinking that he was going to sort of continue the narrative, but then Ryan got a hold of the material, and instead of going in the direction that they had planned, Ryan took a sharp left turn and, and almost there are certain moments in the movie where you almost sort of see the last jedi poke fun at the force awakens in -hmm. some small ways and it's almost like ryan johnson is taking this slightly more i don't know how to describe it not serious but slightly more cynical approach to the franchise and it just doesn't work for me yeah that's the perfect perfect term for it it doesn't work yeah
0: i think of Alfred from the newest Batman trilogy that says some people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. <laughs> some people just yeah. want to watch Star Wars burn. <laughs>
1: And, I, but he, and that's what's crazy, is I really think Ryan Johnson thought he was doing what was right for the franchise, right. but I'd, 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 I thought what J.J. J. Abrams had done even though it was a perfect remake of Episode 4. Hey, I'm you know, just calling a spade a spade. Hope, a spade. I, I completely agree with you there. I feel like what The Force Awakens had done to establish like that rhythm that it had established was good, but that like, even... The way The Last Jedi starts and is paced, like it picks up directly right off of Episode Seven. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a very Star Wars-y thing to do. And so that right there, it, when I watched it in the in the movie theater, I knew immediately. Okay, this is this is going to be different but, for good, for better, for worse.
0: But see that that is kind of a Star Warsy thing because I mean it's not right immediately after, but you know whenever Han gets frozen in, in episode, uh, five, five. Yeah. And then you come to episode six and they're rescuing Han. I mean, you've basically continued that story. There's a time lapse though. Yeah, there is, there is. I mean, and of course you don't know how long it is, but there's some things that happen in between, but it's not a huge amount of time. That was kind of my thing between, it's like they released episode eight and it was just critically a mess. And people hated it so much that they put. A, it seemed to me like they put a bigger gap between eight and nines time frame, just to throw Palpatine back into it. It's like when it starts, you see the credits. It's like Palpatine's back. And it's like okay, well, what led up to this? There's a there's a huge time well, gap yeah. there,
1: and you can see that that obviously that's where they wanted to get to, right? And. And, and I'm going to throw this out there. Hemi, y'all, I mean, you can both tell me, but Hammy, I want to especially get your take on this. Obviously, they that's what they were setting up the whole time. Mm-hmm. Because in all three triplets, all three sets of, of films, you know, your prequels, your original three, and then your sequel three, it's this relationship that Palpatine has with the light side of the Force and specifically the Skywalker mm-hmm. type Um, uh, obviously Skywalker wasn't present in the prequel uh, trilogy um, but you did have sort of this light versus dark thing going on and obviously they wanted to continue that theme and I think that's why they brought him back
0: well they killed Snoke too so I mean exactly the person they set up to be that character they killed off in eight so
1: So and I think that's obviously they sat down Kathleen Kennedy had this meeting and they're like this is where we're going this is where we want to be by episode nine and Ryan Johnson was just like, nah. <laughs> no, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> or he set... The, I mean, because here's the thing. And that's what made me so mad about The Last shot. I'm so glad you brought oh, up Snoke. <laughs> Why here he goes. would you set all of that up in The Force Awakens and then off him like that? Now, yeah. I can understand offing him to make way for the story. But at that point, if you're going to off him like you did in Episode 8, he was complete... You might as well just not have had him in the first place. Exactly. Just kept right. Kylo Ren. Like, it. his character... His arc made no sense the way that it ended.
2: He was a, what do they call it, a MacGuffin?
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's incredibly infuriating from a uh, story yeah. standpoint.
0: Go Hammy. No, no. It's, I want right. my it favorite was,
1: Hammy right now.
2: What's that? Mad, <laughs> angry a, angry what's, Hammy. What's oh, that? I'm, I'm full of delicious Mexican food. I'm not going really angry. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, Snoke and I, I honestly thought that he was going to be a different character. You know, there were theories going around that he was actually yes. Palpatine's mentor. Uh, I think I actually saw an interview where Daisy Ridley said it was her understanding when she first started that it was going to turn out that she was a descendant of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Wow. And not go the way they did. Wow. I think, like you said, Ron Johnson took it so off the rails that they basically had to hit the panic button. Yeah. To figure out how to Ride bring something ship. yeah, back in somewhat coherent. I wonder if the plan was to kill Luke the whole time.
1: See, and, and,
0: well, see, and as that's an a, actor had such a such an issue with the director for eight. Well, I mean, if you look at that, he was proud to be out of it, but then of course they brought him back for nine in the ghost form. If so. you
1: look at Luke's face at the end of seven, and then what he does at the beginning of eight, it doesn't make sense Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. I. And I like Ryan Johnson as a as a as a creative, uh as a director, as a writer, Knives Out is a great movie. Heard I love that, that movie. Uh, great film and he does a really good job with it. But man, I, there must have been an intense miscommunication. And here's my thing, when Kathleen Kennedy's getting the dailies throughout the production of The Last Jedi, why isn't she saying, Hold on, we gotta go a different direction like they did with Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Because I mean that's why I brought up Rogue One in the first place was because I feel like Rogue One turned out well even though they reshot half the film. Yeah. You know? Uh sorta of like a Zack Snyder's Justice League situation. Now Zack Snyder's Justice League hasn't isn't out as of the recording of this episode, so we don't know, you know, how well that's gonna turn out, the the, the remake of that. But I say all that to say it worked out for Rogue One. Why wasn't that same level of hold on now? Done for the Last Jedi with that whole story arc because that's that's the Skywalker saga that's mm-hmm. your bread and butter that's a list Star Wars right there. Yeah. I just I don't uh, th- something must I don't know I don't think will the public will ever get the true story, but that's just something that I I wanted to sort of pick your brain about.
2: Yeah, no, I I, I such you mean yeah it's it's it was weird like you said it was like disconnected from the other two films, um. And and you see the Mandalorian and how it's kind of brought a lot of people back in to Star Wars. And I just wonder how much of the Mandalorian they're doing to try to bring people back in from the Disney trilogy. Yeah. You know?
0: Clint's showing me a theory. Well, I was going to ask you, you know, Justin has, has this theory of, uh, in, in the movie, the Pixar movie, Up, that, that the old man is, is gone the whole entire yeah. time, that he passed away right at the first of the movie, and the entire movie is basically him moving on to the afterworld. Right. It fits, if you really think about it. Well, there was, a, there was a meme that I found on Twitter the other day that said in the, the sequel movies that Luke was dead the whole time. You think, I've seen that, and that's because they that's, found his X-wing, right? Because his X-wing was drowned, and and everything. And then, of course, then it's like he was dead the whole time, but then he passed on to that ghost realm or whatever it is that they tried to spirit he force has like a whatever, force presence. Right, Um That they that they had it in the other movies. So it, I don't know if it helps or hurts the the storytelling. I know you have your opinion on that, but it, it <laughs> it's something to think about anyway. It's it's kind of, yeah. kind of a neat thing to think about.
2: I'd also seen, right after Episode 7 came out, there were some theories that Ray was the reincarnation of Anakin.
1: Yeah, I saw those too. With the yeah.
0: midichlorians. Sure. I hated that, by the
1: way. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I mean, that was so... St- why... It's midichlorian. There, there are some things rails. you just don't reveal the curtain... Yeah, no. on, you know, just just leave it implied, you know. Just Not everyone it, wants
2: to see how the sausage is made.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, man, God, and those are so nineties. God, those are such nineties in early two thousands movies too. Yeah, you can tell um, it for sure. Yeah, you you can you can definitely tell. And isn't that interesting that the that the the original Star Wars in seventy seven almost holds up better. Or if not, if not, at least as well as those that, that came storytelling.
0: Later. It does the hero's Graphically, journey. Graphically, yeah. it doesn't. As far as computer animated graphics and whatever they used at that time, yeah. that was one of the things that I really liked about the the new set of movies where they went back and redid the the, the prequels. Computers were more than norm. I'm not going to call them new because they used some computer generated stuff on the original three. But it's like, oh, well, look what we can do. So let's just – it was almost let's just do it because we know we can do it. Yeah. Let's and test it doesn't, the limits. Right. And it, and it really doesn't hold up. Well, when they did the sequel trilogy, it was – you know J.J. J. Abrams come out and he said, no, we're building sets. Everything will be a set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The X-Wing is a set. The Millennial Falcon Practical. Is, a, is a set. Yes.
1: Well, see, I think you have a more general – swing back towards practical now right from hollywood well i wouldn't say it's all the way back to practical but i think it's a really good hybrid of both that yeah. make it work yeah
0: well i mean look at the look at the marvel movies i mean i
1: was gonna bring up the mcu yeah the The marvel movies you know are almost all green screen movies now well by the by end game yeah they were yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But, you know... And it can be obvious sometimes. Yeah, Yeah, it can be. But But at the same time... Sometimes it was
1: really good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I will say this about Civil War. The scene in Civil War where Tony Stark is introduced on stage at MIT. Mm -hmm. And it's his younger self. Yeah. Great younger Robert Downey Jr. I mean, very, very good. And that sort of goes back to, you know, Leia. and, And, by the way, Grand Moff Tarkin in... Rogue One, mm-hmm. phenomenal. I thought that w- when I saw that in the movie theaters, I was blown away. Because it sounded just like him, and it looked just like him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could tell it was CGI, but it was good CGI. I mean, it was yeah. good CGI. Right. And then you had Layla. At the, I mean, Le- Leia. <laughs> Layla. I have a Layla that I, that's a student. Uh, Leia mm-hmm. uh, at the end. So... I But... Yeah, I mean it's 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 crazy. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Speaking of MCU, hold on, hold on, hold on,
0: hold on. I want to tell you. I want to tell you one thing that you may not know. Okay. So the easy way to trigger Hammy, yeah, is Star Wars. Yeah. Okay, but he's not triggered. It's not. It's not as easy anymore. All well, because right. he's 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 got it out. I've mellowed. The out. second easy way to trigger Hammy, yeah. is Civil War, the movie Civil War. Because it goes so far yeah, away, no, that's that's old school. Oh, uh, never mind.
2: No, it doesn't really. I, I thought it, it was great. I, I really because liked it, it didn't.
0: Well, you and I got into a heated debate, borderline argument about. Yeah, because I like to mess with you. The way the, <laughs> the way the movie ended because you were like, well, there's no way that Captain America could beat Iron Man. I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Me, you and Caitlin had a very heated debate. Oh wait, about no, it. I said he couldn't do it without Bucky there. Okay, whatever. I don't know. I know we had a heated debate about it, and usually that's that can be a trigger for you I, sometimes. I
1: I agree with you. With who? Hammy. That that so wait wait, hold on. Let me get this straight. Are you saying that on a Captain, one on one fat
0: on a one on one fight, Iron Man would beat Captain America? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Look at Infinity War. Okay. Yeah. Who was the first to wound Thanos?
0: Okay. But who wielded the power of the hammer? Not then. Not then. <laughs> <laughs> A lot comes into context later when they put the rest of the films together. Yeah. But yeah. at the time, you, so, you Civil were Civil pretty... War
1: was by, is, by the way, to me, the best, the best non-Avengers movie of the whole MCU.
0: Well, because it's Avengers 2.5.
1: Yeah, pretty much it is, yeah. It was good. It was so, I, I've, I've gone back and I've started to watch, context, so I started watching <laughs> Age of Ultron, all right, and the reason I started watching Age of Ultron was because I just got done with WandaVision, which is what I wanted to talk about, but then after I got done with Age of Ultron, I'm like, man, I can't just stop here, so I went to Civil War because I knew that, the, that Civil War was going to be my, like the next big movie in that whole chapter, got done with Civil War. And then I went and watched Infinity War. Just got done watching Infinity War today. So this weekend I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Endgame and sort of refresh myself, going back into WandaVision because I just got done watching WandaVision.
2: That That's funny you, you said that because I actually watched Infinity War just the
1: other day. Really? Yeah. What do you think of WandaVision? Uh, I, I, I,
2: I like it. I think it's really good, but I don't have trippy Disney the Plus first anymore. couple episodes.
0: The first it couple is because you don't know what's going on, but I like that. But I when, like being in the dark, right? But when they tie it all back together it's and so really explain, it really explain the story. I mean, obviously they they wrote that whole entire program to be the one season, and that's yeah. it. Because uh, no, it really, yeah, it is a limited series, right? Yeah. So, like, it's not going to go anywhere else as far as that part goes. Now, it might be a continuation of the story on you know down the line because this is what phase four now. So Marvel WandaVision's
1: stuff. the first of the first uh property or or product in Phase four right. of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So
0: I mean it's basically set the tone for going forward yeah. and I thought that it's done really really well. I'm just going to
1: I hate to say this. There was
0: enough there was but, enough story there that you could have made a movie about it, but there's also enough content there that it it, it wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense in one movie.
1: Well, if you had done a movie about that story, it wouldn't have been as good as, no, as the mean, limited series. No, I mean, if you
0: take the TV aspect of it away. The, no, I think there's
2: some stories that are
0: better as series. Well, yeah, yeah, I agree. I th- I think I mean, what did it end up being? Eight hours? Nine
1: hours nine long? Nine hours. Nine hours of content. Well, just eight? shy of that's nine two, hours of content. two Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> but by the way, Agatha... <laughs> Catherine Hahn as Agatha Harkness. She did a good job. Amazing amazing she makes a really good witch role.
2: oh uh, I'm just glad that they're showing how powerful Wanda really is.
1: Yes, cuz they always
2: ask who's the strongest avenger, you know, Thor, Captain Marvel, Hulk, not
1: Scarlet Witch. Well, I mean Kevin Feige said so. There was there's some random Q&A that he was at and somebody asked him that question and his response was Scarlet was Wanda Maximoff. Because mm-hmm. and his, and his evidence for that argument was that if you think about it, Wanda was the one that actually almost killed Thanos. Yeah. She almost had him. She almost got him. Um and and she would have done so had she not been interrupted. Uh so like that like the show WandaVision, I was intrigued by it based off of because in the trailers and the teasers, they, they didn't give away a thing. Nope. They treated it like it was actually going to be a 50s sitcom or something yeah, like that. The they whole entire the time. They I didn't was, give a glimpse of what I was it was going to be I was not looking
0: forward to this. And I watched it. And I watched the first episode. I said, okay, I'm going to give them a chance. And the yeah. second episode kind of happened. And what really sold me on that wasn't so much the episode the meat of the episode in and number one or the meat of the episode in number two, it was the after credits. That's what I brought absolutely me. Absolutely agree. Yep. It's not I mean it was it was funny and cheesy and, and kind of a throwback as far as the episode itself goes, but once you get to the credits and all of a sudden there's there's somebody watching this or somebody, you know Yep you know it's other stuff's going on that's actually in present day that's kind of starting to bring all this full Well, circle. for
1: me it was episode two right out there at the end where the guy the beekeeper comes out of the sewer yeah and i'm going okay what what the crap right what the crap's going on here um
2: what do you think of the recast that happened Ev-ev- in that show evan peters
1: yeah so initially when i saw him i'm like oh my gosh they're bringing in the multiverse and then at the end, when I figured just figured out it was Agatha uh, Harkness, I'm like, ah, oh, that's disappointing. But yeah, it was um, kind of
0: disappointing. But I thought it was kind of kind of funny that they that they brought him from.
1: Well, they did another that on set purpose. Of, they right, did that to mess exactly. With us. But now I so I talked to Trent today about this. Actually, mm-hmm. there's no way they're not bringing in the multiverse now that they own the X Men and that all those properties, right? Because and the reason I say this is because of what the next Spider-Man movie is going to be about. 'Cause yeah. I mean you've heard who's been cast in the new Spider Man. Right? Oh yeah. I'm pumped. I'm excited for that. If
0: if if the rumors are true, I'm very excited. I think excited the rumors are true.
1: It. There's no reason well here's the I mean, we know we're getting J. Jonah Jameson. We know we're getting what's his name's J. Jonah Jameson. Uh what's that actor? Um,
2: uh Simmons, J.K. Simmons. J.K.
1: Simmons. We know we're getting his J. Jonah Jameson. Which is that that in and of <sighs> itself should be evidence enough that the multiverse is coming.
2: Yeah. He was so awesome. <laughs> God, that
1: scene was amazing.
2: I'm a huge uh, fan of him, by the way.
1: J.K. Simmons. Yeah, you seen Lady Killers? uh uh-uh. uh you, like yeah, you would like uh, it. Yeah, you would like Tom
2: Hanks, J.K. Simmons.
1: Now, Whiplash is a good movie. I think I've seen Whiplash.
2: You haven't seen Whiplash? Uh, I don't think so.
1: D- watch it. He's a he's a um, uh, he's a music teacher, uh, a prestigious jazz instructor, and he he gets this prodigy, um, played by I can't remember the guy's name.
0: Is this the one where he just hounds the crap out yeah. of him over and over and, he's and over? he's
1: like verbally abusive. Yeah. It is such a good movie. I've seen clips of it. God, God I've seen the whole thing. It's, it's what won J.K. Simmons' first Oscar. Oh, okay. That's the role. Yeah, it's a good movie. He's, yeah, I, well, those, wasn't he
2: also in Burn After Reading?
1: I think he was, yeah, with uh, with Brad Pitt. And yeah, that was a good movie. The so. Coen yeah. Brothers. That's a Coen Brothers movie, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So is um, uh, Lady Killers, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Are you really? Oh yeah, then I got, I got to, yeah, I got to watch it. Then I didn't know that there oh, was. Forget a, you. Well, allow in-game. me to, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh,
2: to confirm that whilst whilst y'all continue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, so like the 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 cool setup for this you know the way that one ends what what i was getting to is that it completely subverted all of my expectations i did not expect the show to be I that good i didn't either it was so and if and if falcon and winter soldier or anything like I'm it or so loki or anything pumped. like it i'm it's going to be awesome i'm, I'm so, so excited pumped for that one like and, and and that's my whole point about the whole mcu conversation that we're having is that the stories are so good yeah. god they're so good like the characters have arcs, and there's real sacrifice, and there's real change, and there's real um, devastation and, and loss, yeah, and just emotion. emotion, and it's such good story. Sure, it's superhero stuff, and that makes it cool because you can tie in all these different unique storylines and stuff. But at the cru- at, at the center of it all is a great, well crafted story, right. With good characters,
0: which is something you don't get out of Hollywood here lately. Everything's a remake or a superhero movie. No, no, no offense. I mean, I like the superhero movies, yeah. but when's the last really good original Hollywood movie came out? That's, I think I think about that all the time. That's not. There's a, been
2: some. Darkest Hour, I thought was great. You ever seen that one? Mm-hmm. Winston Churchill mm-hmm. loved it. Uh, really good movie. A lot of Dunkirk. Uh Justin goes on. Both about, World War uh, II movies keep going. Oh, what's that movie Justin keeps telling me I need to
1: see? Oh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It is a good movie. It 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 Justin loves it. Like yeah. he talks about it all the time. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not
0: and that, a, but that's a remake, is it not? No,
1: know. it's not a remake. It's a it's a a throwback <sighs> to a different time. it's hard to explain it. Not a parody. It's almost like a what if. Yeah, okay. It's almost like a what which, if, movie. which a
2: lot of uh, um, Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino's movies are.
1: Yeah, it's it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is good because it's just good filmmaking. the The story to me is not. It is not your typical story. It's not clean and cut. It's very complicated, and it's and, and it's very 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 subtle. There's nothing sharp about the story of that movie. Uh, and and you do have to be very intellectually uh, acute to sort of grasp it. It is a good movie. It's not my favorite Tarantino movie, and it's not my favorite movie of all time, but it is a good movie. I'll, I'll give Justin that. It is a good movie.
0: What is your favorite Tarantino movie? Oh,
1: Pulp Fiction. Yes, I, I, yes, well, here's the thing. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's definitely... Top, top five. Top, top three. Definitely top three. Top three movie or top three? Top three Tarantino, Tarantino. movie. Okay. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. I'm going through all of them right now. I did not like any of the Kill Bills. Did not.
2: But Inglourious Bastards.
1: Yeah, Inglourious Bastards. Bastards. Oh, God, that's such a good movie. Christoph Waltz exactly makes that saying. movie. God, he makes that movie. He was awesome.
0: What was the other one? That did, Hateful Eight? Is that what it was? The, Jackie Brown.
1: Have late. Uh, Jackie Brown's okay. Yeah. It's it's good. It was
2: a uh, it's it's not okay. a, a my favorite my, it's
0: not one's gonna make you think, but it's just it's pretty good entertainment. Yeah. yeah. My it's favorite good. is Soul Plane with Snoop Dogg. That's the best Quentin Tarantino
1: movie. There's no that's not a Tarantino movie.
0: Oh, is it not? Oh, okay. Never
1: mind. Did you seriously think it was or was that just a joke? No, it's just a joke. Okay, good. Okay. okay whew, <laughs> By the way, Lady Killers <laughs> thought, is Cohen Brothers. It is? Yeah. yeah, I gotta watch that then. I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you were talking about the, the emotion in the MCU. The scene in Infinity War when Thor is talking to uh Rocket about how much he's lost, his yeah. father, his brother, his friends, his home. Yeah.
1: That was that was pretty emotional. That was it was sad. He did that well. What Thor had to go through. Like if you think about the opening of Infinity War oh, man. when he yeah. witnesses the death of not only Heimdall, but also... Loki. Um, Loki. I
0: mean, man. And all the Asgardians, or at least half of them. Anyway. Yeah, most
1: of them. And that yeah. that was something that we talked about, that Trent and I talked about today, too, was the story arc of Loki. You know, Loki, in the beginning of the MCU, comes to the audience as your just stereotypical villain. But mm-hmm. by Infinity War, he's grown. He's, For instance, he's accepted the fact that he's not truly Asgardian, that he's got some... Uh, dark elf in him. Is it dark elf? Frost giant. Frost, frost giant. giant. That he's got some frost giant in him. That he's not what he thought he was. He's accepted the fact that his parents lied to him. He's accepted the, the fact that most of Asgard hasn't doesn't look at him the same way they look at Thor. That he's not the main guy. That Thor's the main guy. He's accepted his relationship with his brother. he's He understands where he is and should be. It's hard for him to accept at times. But he now knows, and he feels closer to his brother. His his brother, his relationship with Thor has evolved, and and he's in such a. I'm not gonna say he's crossed that line over into good, but he's definitely not bad or evil. Oh, yeah. he's not a he's not an antagonist, really anymore. Like, like he an used anti-hero, to be. he came a yes, lot, kinda like long way
2: from Thor one.
1: Absolutely, so such a huge journey, and and me sitting there watching Thanos kill Loki was so I felt so much more than I thought I was going to feel when yeah. when like looking back I felt a lot when he died in that scene. And th- and that for me just goes to tell you how effective Marvel is at at driving all the characters forward. Well, the same thing with
0: Spider-Man. He was in part of a movie with Silver War, then he had his own movie. With homecoming, and then he he died at the end of Endgame. Infinity
1: I mean, uh, at the War end War. of
0: Infinity War. I mean, there, there was. I mean, I remember we we went watched the movie. Caitlin was there, and Caitlin bawled like a baby when whenever I, whenever Spider Man passed. with well, the way he passed yeah. away, you know, we well, knew Stark he was coming back,
2: it. but it was
1: it was that scene. It was right. very well acted. Well, and I think what made that scene so powerful between Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. was the fact that it was those two characters. Yeah. That Iron Man is almost, for the brief time that those two characters overlapped, that Iron Man and Tony Stark was a father figure. Sure, yeah. For Tom Holland's Spider-Man, for Tom Holland's Peter Parker, that that isn't present in Peter Parker's life. You know, he's got Aunt May. Yeah. But... Not Uncle Ben. Yeah, not Uncle Ben. And I think that that's... Or his rights. That's, that's, yeah. (laughs) I think that that's huge. Again, brilliant idea, story, character driven idea by marvel to make that relationship not only the vehicle by which you bring spider-man into the mcu but also with which you mature spider-man and in a way mature tony stark's character oh absolutely and prepare him for his daughter in 100 it's 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 so god so cool
2: and and watching you know all the mcu movies and i haven't seen all of them uh Iron Man just just he he grew a lot so and it felt so God. fitting that his
1: last words were I am I- Iron Man that right there so that's crazy too because that wasn't the original line really it was the editors uh they were editing the movie and the editor who had edited all the movies that the Russo brothers had done in the MCU made the suggestion hey what if in this moment right here like they were in the editing room What if he said, I am Iron Man as a response? Because originally in the original script, Tony Stark says something completely different. And Robert Downey Jr. actually did not think that that's what he should have said in that moment. Really? Yeah. So going back to the whole Han Solo deal, Robert Downey Jr. did not really like that idea to begin with. Hmm. But to me, it played out perfectly on on camera. Like, it wasn't cheesy. It was perfect. Have
2: you seen the deleted scene where... All the heroes kind of take a knee, around Tony no. What? What? They should have left that in. Yeah, like, I've got l- to. I've got to watch that. Yeah, it's awesome.
1: Are you serious yeah. right now? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get emotional.
2: But they all they all take a knee. I think I think uh, Captain America was the first.
1: I bet you know why they took that out. Political for political reasons. Oh, yeah. They didn't. They didn't want it. They didn't want it associated at all with any. See, yeah, I, or, I'm, or to be misconstrued, I guess. I wouldn't
2: have seen it as that. It, it felt like they were paying their respects. Yeah, I Tony. felt like it
0: would be them paying their respects. But at the same time, it's like they wanted to build, yet again, build more into this character of Tony as a family man. Because, you know, Pepper's there with him. And Rhodey, his best friend, is there. And then one of the last people he talks to is Peter. Or he sees is Peter. So it just kind of... Takes it goes from everybody and it and it kind of condenses down to just those three. So I could see both sides of it. Huge moment.
1: Very and and what I think is so impressive about the MCU in general, which obviously Star Wars tried to do and didn't do as well as the MCU did, has done so far, which the MCU could screw it up. But I think the MCU is great, and Kevin Feige specifically, who's who's the president of Marvel Studios, is great at. Hey, this is our long-term goal. Mm-hmm. These are the these are the high points we need to hit to move the story this way. Go and then, do it, and then, but it's not just go do it. It's let let's work with every single team on every single project, every single team that we hire for every single project, and and not micromanage them, but guide them down a path that's ultimately going to serve the greater goal of the greater story through mm-hmm. the MCU. Right. You know, it's it's the short-term story, but it's also the long-term story. And I think the best representation so of hard that to do.
0: is Thor Ragnarok because yeah. that which movie which is my favorite MCU movie.
1: Really? Really. Thor I Ragnarok's up there. I love that movie. Fun. Well, talk about great director. Yeah. Just, Thor's
2: is my favorite Avenger, so.
1: There, well, dang.
0: there you go. Uh well, it, it that particular movie is so unlike the others, the way that the comedy is the in tone. It, yeah. and the tone and everything but yet like you said they still hit these high spots and people are guiding them to get to from point a to point b but hit this spot this spot and this spot outside of that go do your own movie yep so
1: which it, I'm, I'm excited because taika watiti's returning to write and direct thor 4. thor love and Thunder love, yeah. Thun, love and thunder yeah yeah and christian bell gonna be in that one
2: yes i've seen have you seen some stills from it no i haven't seen any of the stills it's pretty it's pretty cool
1: really thor, thor's thor dropped the weight really yeah and grew the hair back so well uh uh trent told me today your cousin told me today that uh sam Neill and matt damon are gonna yeah have cameos again and it. fake uh, yeah thor. as fake thor and fake odin <laughs> i wonder
2: i wonder and not not to run a rabbit trail or anything or pig trail i wonder if this loki series coming up is going to maybe rewrite him back in because that's what i'm wondering too when he got the tesseract and disappeared, that changed something
1: yeah it changed well
0: it changed the i mean there's
1: a there's a branch off of of the current timeline yeah well there there are theories that owen wilson's character is mephisto really yeah i've i've seen a a theory on on uh, i think it was on tiktok
0: but see the gamora going forward is not the same gamora that 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 died on Voldemort, no. Voldemort. Voldemort.
1: Vormir, Vormir,
0: um,
1: Vold- Voldemort. <laughs> I don't know from Harry Potter. Yeah, well, Voldemort was, went to Belmont University, ladies and gentlemen, Tennessee, <laughs> Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> um, Voldemort.
0: But yeah, this you know there, there's there's all kind of different ways they can go with it. There's supposed to be another Guardians movie coming out, um,
1: directed by James Gunn. Thank goodness. Yeah, I'm yeah. Glad they got that situation clear, clear cleared up.
0: Um, before we move on from from Marvel, do do y'all feel and correct me if I'm wrong. Do y'all feel like they have a villain problem in the MCU? What do you mean?
1: What do you mean by villain they kill problem? them all off?
0: The ultimate baddie until he was till he was gone was Thanos. Yeah, the only one that has survived thus far that's got a has had a major impact has been Loki, and he's kind of the got Dormammu you now.
1: Yeah, Dormammu. Yeah, but he's stuck but in Marvel, a loop
0: forever, though.
2: Marvel has so many. Villains they can bring in Galactus,
1: great villains. Yeah, Yeah. I've heard Galactus is going to come in and face four at some point. Well, see, that's whenever. I I don't know if he'll face Thor necessarily. It's
0: going to be like a Silver Surfer, Fantastic Four. I think they're going to bring everybody. Blackout is Black Adam a villain? Yes, but that's 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 DC though. Yeah.
1: Oh, that is DC. What Adam no. Warlock? Am yeah, I Adam thinking Warlock, of, I'm thinking yeah. of Adam Warlock. He'll
0: be in Guardians three more than likely. She was a good guy. He may they, they may work that around.
1: Well, if see, I've know. heard. Is it Zac Efron that they're looking at for Adam Warlock? Really? They're looking at Zac Efron for some character in the MCU, and I can't remember if it's Adam Warlock or if it's somebody else. I read that headline the other day, hmm. like two days ago. Um, God, oh, it remember. wasn't black. Isn't Black Adam supposed to be The, the Rock? Rock? Yeah, yes. The yeah. funny story about Black Adam. So, my grandparents have a, night, well, had a 1984 Volkswagen Vanagon. Volkswagen. Yes. I know. Yeah. You've heard, so did they tell you? Did uh, your dad tell
2: you? I, I've been in that very okay, so Vanagon. You, you've been in that very what? van. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, funnest ve- the funnest vehicle to drive. It was actually made in West Germany. My grandfather found it in a barn in Indiana with 70,000 miles on it. Wow. Original. Original miles. Wow. Bought it air cooled engine so it gave him a ton of trouble but he he pretty much got it fixed and taken care of and we had it for god um, 10 12 years and my favorite vehicle i've ever driven on this planet i I love that that car i wanted to buy it but but i just i I, is that what the lost
0: mobile was yeah
1: so well my grandfather has had it on the market for close to a year now year and a half i didn't know that yeah, and and they sold it. They sold it about a month ago, um, oh, man. and they sold it to a um, a prop guy on. Bl- the movie black adam are you serious it is going to be in the movie black adam with dwayne the rock johnson he will be Why driving no? that that van that van so when y'all watch that movie he's driving that van that,
2: i've been in that van you've been in the I've same van it.
1: you have been in a van that that dwayne the rock johnson will so have seven degrees of separation no no, 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 no one no. needs about three no
2: dwayne johnson will be driving a van that hammy has written exactly in. <laughs> there you go that
1: technically yes yeah that's true yes, that's true that's true so yeah fun is it still brown uh, it yes was. when we i don't know what color it's going to be in the movie but because apparently the rock can't drive a stick they had to they had to buy this because it's an automatic so uh yeah
2: that's great yeah. that is fantastic wow so, yeah. that thing was flipped over by the tornado yeah
1: the tornado flipped and did not yeah, yeah yeah they're going to get all that fixed they're going yeah that's yeah. amazing wow and they actually um sold uh his his 55 crown vic yeah to the same guy for a different movie or a tv show or something wow yeah
0: start skiing hutch
1: yeah i don't know i don't it, it was going to be a background vehicle i think but yeah yeah sold it to the studio, studio but the rocks
0: it. the rock is going to be the one driving
1: the should, volkswagen should be yeah because my grandma my grandmother was like yeah it's gonna be in some movie called called black adam or something like that i'm like what wait a minute <laughs> are the you rock? serious like, yeah, so I'm, why is that going? Is that a bit good movie? What's that about? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, of course she had no idea. Uh, uh, no idea that, well, it.
2: they got to see it now. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't think they'll have any idea what's going on because no. my grandparents haven't watched a movie <laughs> <made> <laughs> after Look, I'm, 2010.
2: I, I'm a comic book fan. I have no idea what's going on with Black Adam and, yeah, and yeah. Shazam and all that.
1: Yeah. I, I like Shazam. I like
0: that movie. I never watched it, I never saw it. I'll Zach Levi. Yeah, Zach good.
1: Levi is a really good actor. By the way, what the crap's going on with the whole DC Extended Universe and DC Cinematic Universe? Like, they got two different universes. They don't know. You know, like the new Batman movie, The Batman with if Robert Pattinson. If it comes out, yeah. yeah. Do y'all think they're actually like gonna finish that? No. Because the trailer are a lot of problems.
2: Epic. The trailer was amazing, and that's that's the Batman I love the most. Is yeah. the on the ground, not saving the world, just in nitty gritty, noir feeling Gotham.
1: Yeah, I, I do, I'm the same way.
2: Like, it's, it's, that's and where it, he's at his best. And
1: that's where that's that's almost what I got out of The Dark Knight when he faced off against yeah. Heath Ledger's Joker. I got that feeling where it was just about Gotham, and it was just right. about Batman, and it was just about the Joker. It wasn't about, you know, this mystic society of assassins and Ra's al Ghul. I really didn't. But anyway, yeah, so I, I completely agree with you. Well, if you were to
0: watch Batman the Animated Series, you'd know all about that. I have. If you were to watch all of Batman. I Man haven't
1: it. seen all of it, but I've... By the way, it's on HBO Max, so I might have to go watch it.
0: It's, that is by far my favorite Batman. The one from the animated series, that's the best one to me. Yeah, but they kind of took it in a weird direction. The guy who
2: was yeah when they, when they
0: when it went to Batman and Robin, but whenever it was no, Batman no, no. in the animated it series.
2: Like, like what, where they've gone after that was kind of weird. Because they're still
0: doing some of the comics. Hmm. Gotcha. Batman Beyond was awesome too.
1: Batman Beyond with the yeah. black and red suit, the slick Yeah. I I watched that show. Old as Bruce a kid. Wayne.
2: But no the the writer for the animated series, Bruce Tim. Wayne. not Bruce Tim. <laughs> he took it and he, he he's kinda he's out there.
0: He took it way way Well me but way, but that yeah. was the best way for them and this is why it's my favorite, is because it was the best way for them to include a bunch of these kind of obscure villains like the ventriloquist. Yeah. You've you've never seen him in a movie unless you were a full-blown comic fan. You probably sure never will either. No. No, <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, that Calendar that, Man. That can't. Calendar
1: Man. Even
2: though Calendar Man had a big role in my favorite Batman graphic novel, The Long Halloween.
1: Okay, so a lot of people so god, it's crazy. You and your cousin Trent <laughs> men, Trent mentioned that today, the Long Halloween storyline that Christopher yeah. Nolan was looking at developing that into a movie. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But that instead he chose the Rosal al Ghul storyline and chose to develop that and then chose to, to move on to the Heath Ledger Joker storyline. Um, that's, yeah, I, I had no idea what, what that was about and Trent sort of filled me in. Yeah. I, I have to go do some more research, but he, he kind of gave me like the two minute once over Yeah, and it was really interesting.
2: Oh it, yeah, absolutely. It's all around a murder mystery.
1: See, I, I love that. Yeah. I love that.
2: Hush, Black Mask. Hush was good. Um, uh, of course, Long Halloween. Then there was the sequel to Long Halloween, which was Dark Victory, which introduced Dick Grayson. Uh, not a fan of the Dark Knight Returns at all.
1: The movie or the 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 no, storyline?
2: The, the well, the the that's, comic. That's think thinking Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I am. That's, yeah, that's no, the Dark right. Knight that's... Returns was Frank Miller. It's like late eighties.
1: Okay, I'm so glad you brought up Frank Miller. <laughs> what do you think of the What do you think of Watchmen?
2: Love Watchmen.
1: Okay, all right. I love Watchmen too, the show the movie the comics yeah, or so the graphic shows. novels
2: I love the movie I've got the graphic novel they just did a sequel to it called Doomsday Clock where they see? interact oh. with they interact with Superman Batman and all the DC characters see I'd
1: love to oh, I'd love to read I'd love to get my hands on it and
2: that. you know how it starts the whole thing started it started in one of Batman's issues he, he sees something in his cave and he like rappels down to it and it's the comedian's button no way and something has happened that has merged the universes and is no bringing them together. No way. Yeah.
1: I love Frank Miller. He's really dark and really creepy sometimes, but I love Frank Miller.
2: But, uh, see, I'm not a fan of of his take on Batman, but other
1: stuff, he was, see, he I don't, was great. See, I, I, yeah, I don't know his, about his take on Batman. I don't know about that.
2: Uh, but also, they had uh, a Hush. Yeah. Like you say. they had uh, the Arkham uh, Asylum. Yeah, uh, comic, which is kind of what the game, game is loosely off. based off of, was fantastic. Yeah, so I I could go on about Batman.
0: Yeah, Batman. Speaking awesome. speaking of dark, that that was really really good. Um, have y'all ever looked at the old Ninja Turtles comic books? Like oh, yeah. them, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a the Yeah,
1: I'm not I'm not a I like I like those stories, just not a big. I'm not into it like I want to be. So okay. no,
2: those were really good storytelling back in the day. It, it was a lot. Like it was before it got campy. Yeah, it
0: was a lot darker. But campy was fun too. Campy was my childhood. And was. The, well, and I, the I cartoon was. I
1: think anyway. the campiness is what everybody remembers, and I think mm-hmm. that that is what is now preventing that franchise from
0: taking the ma- step forward. Maturing is right. the,
1: is the campy because that's all anybody knows, but. I, see, I didn't even know that it was we, dark at one point. I'd, oh yeah, I'd love to get into the dark stuff.
2: Pretty dark. Uh, Trent's oldest brother, Jeremy. Yeah, who's who's my same who's the same age as me. Uh, he was a huge fan of the comics, and, and really every time I'd go over there, we'd read the comics, and yeah, they were they were a lot more mature.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. We uh we we we've got to sort of wrap it up and uh, get to our recommendations here. But go ahead. What were you, what were you saying? Oh, I don't remember. Okay. Oh. Do you do you want to start on our recommendations?
0: I, okay, full disclosure because that's that's my thing. Yep. I do, and I, I will happily go first. But I'm going to need your help because I don't remember what I told you was going to be my recommendation.
1: Yeah, you did tell me. I, I don't told remember you. either. <laughs> I can't. Remember. I don't remember.
0: Dirt beeswax
1: chapstick. <laughs> Is that your recommendation, Amy? No, that was Queens. Oh. <laughs> what did I tell you it was going to be? I can't remember. It was going to. It's a TV show or a movie or something, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Oh, Last Chance You. There we go.
0: Yeah, that's what yeah, it was. The new season. The new season, Last Chance You. Man, um, oh, it's, it's, it's it's basketball based rather than football based. Losing our mind. Uh, it's going to be very. Uh, we we are about four maybe five episodes in. Uh, it's talking about a uh, small junior college in East LA. Uh, coach, you know, usually you get some really really hard nosed coaches that just Pickles. fly off at the mouth and everything yeah. else this guy is a really good guy uh Christian background tries to do right by the kid he's super intense though uh doesn't cuss or, or I mean he'll he'll let a few fly but nothing nothing like some of the last ones have of course the kids are the kids and he's trying to help them. but but the thing that gets me and I, and, and I haven't I don't want to spoil it for anybody necessarily but this is where we're at uh Kobe Bryant has just passed away and they're in East l a so they're talking about how what it meant to him and this that and another will right on the cusp of Kobe Bryant passing away is the coronavirus thing. So this this team at the moment is like 28-1 and one in the series, and I'm fully expecting that Corona is probably going to take this, this team that's been really, really good and shut down everything that they've got going on. Probably. And from there, you know, the, the, it's going to be a what might have been or what could have happened yeah. kind of scenario. So that's what I expect. But – Um, I I hope I'm not spoiling anything for anybody, but they, uh, they've done a really good job with this one. I I thought for it to be, you know, kind of a, of of a different sport,
1: this go around. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to, uh, watching it. I've seen it on Netflix. So I'm, have you watched any of them? Yeah. Okay. I've, I've watched, I haven't, I didn't watch the last football one. I watched the first two seasons and most of the third season okay well i know all of the third season yeah
0: so i thought that the first season the very first season where they were in scuba was fantastic it was amazing the second one was just okay i thought uh because a lot of the characters that you built up with in the first one have moved on which i guess that makes the story but the third season where they went to is it kansas i believe independence yeah uh they had that really, really great season. They they win and everything. That that coaches. Whew. Yeah, he's. Um. Anyway, they they struggle in that next season. I think they win only like three games total, yeah. and then he gets fired at the end of it for some comments or s- something that he did. So it's like, hey, let's see where else we can go with this. Let's let's go to a different sport. And I thought they chose a pretty good school. Um, this coach that that they're that they're all over is really good. He, he, I think you would enjoy it just, just from him. Yeah. He does a he he does a good job with the kids. He does a good job with trying to get them to realize what's really important. When, and that's the thing about young kids. They don't really realize what's really important for yeah. them at the time. They're worried about themselves, they're worried about Short term. Short term, exactly. So uh really good. Really good so far. I've enjoyed it. Hammy. Uh the YouTube B- channel Wax. how to barbecue right.
1: <laughs> how, how to bbq right how to bbq right uh, nice
2: gentleman in mississippi named malcolm reed <laughs> okay uh, barbecues and smokes a lot of food uh probably my favorite episode is the norman turkey because of norman for norman rockwell turkey he does on thanksgiving ah. uh, i sat there and ate with my family watched that episode was immediately hungry again <laughs> Looks fa- everything he makes looks fantastic. So and he actually eats and enjoys it after he gets done. See, which
1: awesome.
0: it just adds some closure to it, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of good stories. Well, uh yeah. closure
0: would be, you know, at the very, very end when everything's ejecting. But oh, God. anyway usually when we do some sort of recommendation, it's some sort of movie. Yeah. Or something that you watch. Yeah. Or food. And Hammy just yeah. hit both both those check boxes with yeah. one recommendation
1: yeah that's true yeah he did yeah that's my, that's he my, aims my, to
0: please my superpower
1: so i've got a uh i've got neither one of those ooh yeah my, now it's still a form of media is it a it, book nope okay is, is it, it a podcast Sarmex nope. chapstick <laughs> <laughs> it is no nothing to do with cosmetics or or s- skin health on your lips um it's it is it is um a song Really, an artist, a music artist, uh, but specifically one of his songs. I think I know where you're going with this. It's not Johnny Paycheck. Okay, never mind. I don't know. Where uh, you're going with this. No, I, I do. I do love the old violin by Johnny Paycheck, but no, it is. It is not. Uh, that.
0: sure, that's a painful f- song. It, it is a very.
1: Almighty. It's one of those older songs from sort of that golden age of country music. That's that's very whiny. Yeah, but it but it has a beautiful message to it. No, my. Uh, my recommendation is Paradise by John Prine. John Prine was a country music artist about the same time, a little after Johnny Paycheck's prime. Um, John Prine, Prine, P-R-I-N-E. And Paradise is a beautiful song. If you don't know, want to know what it's about, don't listen anymore. I'm about to tell you what it's about. But it's a beautiful song about this town in western Kentucky on the Green River and, called Paradise and how the coal, Peabody Coal Company comes in pretty much destroys it uh, and, and the way that he words his lyrics are like no other country no no other music artist out there that I've ever heard no other mm-hmm. lyricist I've ever heard you know one of one of the lines one of the um, lyrics of the song in the air smelled like, sna- like snakes. You know, and it sort of just paints this vivid, visceral, sensory picture for you in your mind when you listen to the song, and and there's a huge gut punch of, of emotions for you as as he sings the song, and in the song actually uh, he he talks he wants he wants some of his ashes to be spread in the Green River just south of Paradise, and he passed away a couple of years ago, and and his wife actually his family. Uh, spread some of his ashes in the Green River wow. near Paradise. Yeah, it's really romantic and beautiful and, and uh he, he had a very storied career. He wasn't very famous, but a lot of musical artists look, look up to him. Bob Dylan. Uh who's the lead singer of ACDC? That guy. I almost
2: said Angus Young, but that's <laughs> No,
0: that's the old one. Uh now it's uh Axel know. Rose. Brian it's Johnson.
1: Yeah, you know, he he looked up to he, he would listen to his songs. Like he was very he was held in high regard by the by the music industry, by many people in the music industry for his ability to to write amazing lyrics and it shows in that song. It's just a beautiful song. It's a, it's a it's an emotional experience, which is a quality that is no longer apparently required. <laughs> the, that is very true. It, it's crazy how Wop. Oh gosh. <laughs>
0: it's yeah. crazy exactly it, it, oh that's awful it's crazy how songs now hit songs now are very few words that aren't part of the chorus it's you know you take Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen and, and I'm not saying that's the greatest song ever in the world it's one of my favorites though but they don't they go through that whole entire song in an opera style and they never repeat anything yeah
2: never yeah nowadays it's 7-Eleven songs yep got seven words repeated 11 times
1: exactly and 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 john and in this song it's literally you know the the chorus is the only thing that's consistent the chorus is is probably two phrases and that's it everything else is is it almost sounds bluegrassy but it's not bluegrass it's 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 just old country uh it's very much a story he's telling you a story and i it's beautiful it's it's I gotta check that out. Johnny Paycheck does the same thing with the old violin too. Uh, Clint actually got me listening to to that song. It's 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 very similar to Hurt. Hurt's another good story song. Oh yeah, Hurt's Johnny Cash's Johnny Cash hurt, hurt. hurt, which I didn't know that Johnny Cash he covered that yeah. song. Yeah, That's Trent a cover. Reznor wrote yeah, Trent, it. it. Yeah, Trent. And by the way, Trent Reznor just won a Deggum. I think he won either a Grammy or a Golden Globe for his score. He score, He's the one that scored Soul, that really? Pixar movie. Yeah, and he he him and. uh Oh, there was some other guy, Trent Reznor and somebody else. Anyway, but Trent Reznor commented back when Johnny Cash, I think Johnny, when Johnny Cash passed, somebody asked him about, you know, what was it like having a legend like Johnny Cash cover your song? He said, look, I I loved writing that song, blah, 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 but that's not my song anymore. Yeah. That's that's, that. that's yeah. Johnny's song. That's his song now. Oh well, my gosh, the,
2: that, the, the song and the video. Oh, the video, man. Wow. And he died like two months after yeah. that Yeah, man.
0: yeah. It's, well, it's that, that's a lot. What like old violin is? I heard it because George Strait came back and and made a made a cover of it on his most recent album, and I come to find that Johnny Paycheck had done this song. Well, basically, old violin is is in the same kind of message. as hurt, kind of old man that just knows it's you know he's past his prime and he and he's just going basically be put out to pasture kind of thing. And when George sang it, he, he sang it really well. I thought it was really well done. But when you heard Johnny Paycheck sing it, you could tell it, it's like it, it hurt. It you could tell mm-hmm. it. There's a lot of hurt in his voice when he was singing that song. He meant it, so it's very yeah, deep. Exactly. But to come full circle with with yours, I heard that song. Um, Pat Green. Yeah. Um, yeah. country country song uh, writer. Um, from Texas. He's kind of on that cusp of – he's had a couple of hit songs, I think, but nothing really mainstream, mainstream. He and another guy um, had a had an album. It was called We Wish We Had Wrote It yeah. or Wish We Wrote It or something like that, mm-hmm. and that song was on, and they covered that song, and that's the first time I had heard it. So when you let me listen to it last week – it was, you know, it, I was like, I know this song. I know this song where I've heard on it. Paradise, yes. Okay, gotcha. So okay. I've heard that, I've heard that song before uh, from from somebody else, but I've not heard the original version until you showed it to me the other day. So,
1: yeah, it's good stuff. Well, well, gentlemen, I think we're done. Uh, it, Hammy, thanks for coming on, man. We oh, enjoyed it. For, yeah, thanks for having me. It's always it's always fun when we get to sit down with you, man. It's it's you're you're one of those dudes where we just your your brain sort of like David Murphy. We like to pick it because yeah. there's always something that is going to be unexpected or unique or interesting in, in that, in that brain of yours. So thanks what, for coming on. What me. do you enjoy about talking to me? I <laughs> back. Yeah. Yeah. I, ho- I hope you come. I hope Clint lets you come back sooner.
0: I, it's not my call.
1: What do you <laughs> like about
0: me? Look, you just painted hammy in such a great, brilliant picture. What yeah. do you like about me?
1: Yeah. So thanks for listening everybody. Uh, we really do appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, Clint, your hair is, is light. Nick Nolte. Um, so, uh, Nick Nolte here. Yeah. And now you... Yep. Yep. Taylor there Hicks. it is. The gray. The gray. There <laughs> I wish y'all could see him right now. Um, always keeping it light. But no, thanks guys for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform you're on. We really do appreciate it. Go and follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Talk or go home. Uh, we really would appreciate it, guys. Thanks for, for listening. We really do appreciate all the support we've got several more episodes coming up hopefully some more guests coming back on who knows maybe some repeats we're, we're, we're going to find out just like you are uh, but until then guys don't forget you can talk or go home
0: is this the first episode we didn't make, mention Mickey Farmer
1: yeah well until now you just did